0: Welcome to the Hungry Authors Podcast. A hungry author is someone who is quite simply hungry for it. They're willing to do what it takes to achieve their writing dreams. If that resonates,
1: you're in the right place. I'm Ariel. And I'm Liz. We're two book coaches, editors, and writers here to help you get there. We interview experts and chat about all things publishing and writing to educate and build a community of successful writers, whatever that means to you. Welcome, let's get started.
0: Okay. Here we are. Oh my gosh. I can't believe we actually have a podcast. The thing that (laughs) both of us resisted for so long and we got a, I don't know, not, not our arms twisted into doing because we both wanted to do it, but yeah, it just kind of was obvious that this is the right next step for this hungry authors idea.
1: Yeah, exactly. I know from multiple different people, and friends it just became clear that this would be great and we fortunately were open-minded enough to consider it and then once we started really doing some research we're like okay this will not probably be as hard as we think it will be and it will actually be great so yeah here we are thanks to kent and dawn for (laughs) yeah (laughs) convincing us
0: when we say kent we mean Kent Sanders, who founded the Daily Writer Club and community, and he is a big part of how Liz and I started working together on this Hungry Authors um, idea, which is going to be a book, and Mm -hmm. it's a podcast, and it's going to be a few other things too. Do you want to tell that
1: story, Liz? Yeah, well, so almost a year ago now... Ariel and I started a mastermind group together. So we were writing and editing buds and we're in a mastermind and boxing each other back and forth a lot and just kind of had a lot of the same ideas at the same time. And one of them was um, writing a book like this, helping nonfiction writers um, on their publishing journey. Everything from the ideation to the writing to the pitching to the publishing. Um, And we each mentioned it to Kent separately, I think, and then Kent told Ariel, he's like, you know, Liz is talking to me about this same idea. And we'd already like um, been back and forth on a couple other random things that we were like, maybe we should do this together. Uh, And then when Kent, like pointed out to each of us that we'd both been talking about this same thing separately. We finally talked about it together and we landed on like, yeah, like this, this sounds like the funnest, coolest, most logical thing for us to collaborate on. It started out as us um, just having Friday, like uh, weekly Friday Zoom meetings to talk about, let's like you know, map this out. We kind of went through the process that we take all of our authors through, honestly, and um, started out with the idea to write it ourselves, or publish it ourselves, I suppose, which we still might do, you never know, but that eventually turned into um, writing an entire book proposal for it, getting a literary agent for it, um, starting a podcast for it, talking about it with our other like writerly friends who were psyched and wanted a community out of it and uh which led to doing paid master classes about all of our topics and making some money from it and yeah and that's just it just I mean it's all been a series of next right steps I suppose and letting our like wise friends and the people that we're serving um guide us to you know how we can help them best so that's basically the origin story of how Ariel and I, or you and I, got to be here together doing this. I guess the next thing is, what is a hungry author? <laughs> that's, you know, what a lot of people want to know from us. They love the, the the term. It's kind of catchy, right? And always, it's a little bit intriguing, but what is a hungry... Here, well, I'll read the definition that we came up with, and then Ariel gets credit for coming up with the actual words, because that's from your editing background. So, what we call an hungry author is a writer who is determined to succeed they want to and will be published they take feedback well and don't shy away from the hard work they will you will find their butts in the chairs and fingers on the keyboard they believe in their ideas and know they will impact others and then we have um some really fun little cute um (laughs) synonyms for it. Um, do you want me to read that part? Or should we? Just I leave? think
0: those are like the best part. I okay. love our synonyms for a hungry author.
1: Okay, here's <laughs> our synonyms. See also persistent creator, dogged scribe, resolute wordsmith, serious wordslinger, dedicated originator, steadfast producer, tenacious composer, one who does not mess around. Um, okay, so tell everybody where the term hungry authors came from.
0: Yeah. And I can't take total credit, but basically here's, here's where it comes from. I was an acquisitions editor for a long time at a little independent publisher called Corwin. And I was close with two of my colleagues, Aaron Null and Tori Bachman. And at some point we might have them, um, come on this podcast to do an interview and tell us a little bit more about it too. But basically the three of us, you know, we were looking for the authors that we wanted to sign And you know, obviously, every 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 acquisitions editor loves working with the big name authors, the people who bring a lot of, um, you know, attention to your publisher. But we also wanted to find kind of the diamonds in the rough. Like we wanted to find the people who were really passionate and motivated, and were willing to take feedback. And those people are not. Always the people with huge platforms. Often the authors that we have the most fun working with are the people who have a great idea and who are just like living their lives, they're really down to earth, but they've got this drive and this gumption and this determinedness to just make it happen. And we often call those authors hungry authors. And that's mm-hmm. where this term came from was the three of us. Um Just talking about those kinds of authors. And it was the best term we could come up with to describe that mindset and that passion that we wanted to see because we saw that it worked. We saw that the authors who were, you know, selling the most books and who were um, coming up with the best ideas were the ones who seemed to have this, this drive to just do their absolute best, you know, without anything standing in their way. Yeah. That's where it came from.
1: Totally. Yeah. I love that. And I did not have that kind of language for it, but I had come across those same types of writers in my own career where, um, you know, a lot of them we feature, we'll feature on the podcast. And of course we we give lots of specific examples in our, in our book, but. Um, I had come across and had the same experience. I'd taken on um, some quote, smaller clients, If you want to put it that way, they had a smaller platform, were not as visible online, by a lot of traditional standards, might not have been as sure of a bet from, you know, by agents and publishers. Um, But I was just so drawn to them because of their determination and their willingness to do the work and take feedback and you just can tell that they're going to be they're gonna make it happen you know (laughs) kind of like with or without me you know sometimes we use the 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 phrase that like they're going places you can come to or not um and you just want to get on their bandwagon kind of and um yeah and so i had seen like smaller um quotes authors with smaller platforms get get agents get book deals and sort of um buck some of the traditional parameters that people think it takes not that a platform doesn't help of course it does and that's something we should all be working on if you do want to get the get the attention of a traditional publisher and agent but um but it's not the most important thing like or the most foundational thing it is this mindset and i have heard all i've heard agents talk about this too everyone has their own word for it like lucinda helper and at lucinda literary she calls them crusaders people who just you just you can tell they're gonna make it happen um and this maps onto other areas of life. Well, too, I, you know, I got to imagine we've all experienced people who've had a dream, they want something. And you just know, within, you know, minutes of talking to them about it, you're like, that person's going to do it. Like, you just can tell, you know, they're that motivated. So let's talk a little bit about some specificity about the hunger out there mindset, because it's not being bullish and inflexible, like, you know that they don't take feedback, and they're just going to ram this one thing to the end of the earth, no matter what, right? So let's yeah. so let's start. Talk to me a little bit about what this the specific mindset, the qualities of this mindset that makes hungry authors so successful.
0: Yeah. So hungry authors believe in their ideas, but they know when to pivot. Um, so hungry authors are. You know committed to their idea committed to their dream but they're willing to do the work to make it happen and sometimes the work means changing their idea and taking feedback like you said hungry authors are not you know super stubborn and bullheaded about you know i have to see this idea through to the end they have a longer term perspective that says my goal is to be an author my goal is to be published my goal is to get my message out into the world And that message can take a lot of different forms. And so I'm going to listen to the feedback that I get. I'm going to make the changes that I need to. I'm going to do the work that I need to. And I'm going to say yes to the opportunities to get it out there, even if it's not exactly what I envisioned. I think that's huge in making your publishing dreams happen. We both have stories of authors who had to kind of change what they originally thought they were going to do ultimately in the long run, it worked out, they got published. And then sometimes they do get to go back and to their original dream and their original vision and make that happen
1: Mm -hmm. later down the line. Sometimes it's just a timing issue. Well, and that's really attractive to editors too, right? I mean, because you guys have your own like expertise and advice to give and somebody who's not gonna, you know, accept that is probably not super attractive in a partner.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Editors definitely want to work with an author who um is going to take their feedback and listen to them because editors are, you know, subject matter experts. They are publishing industry experts and they have a valuable perspective. Um, and so we never, even if you're going to self-publish, we never want to just disregard (laughs) the expert opinions um, of other people who are here to help us on our journey as authors.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And I think that's another important point about, you know, traditional publishing too. something that you and I talk about in our book is that traditional publishing is not the only option. If our goal as hungry authors is to get the word out, part of that mindset is knowing that getting the word out is getting the word out, right? It doesn't have to be traditional publishing. Although we believe that traditional publishing is more accessible than it sometimes seems. Mm -hmm. But self-publishing and hybrid publishing can be just as valuable and valid options for authors Mm -hmm. as traditional publishing. And I don't see enough authors who are open to that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I love this idea of taking professional feedback, knowing when to pivot. It's basically about developing your idea right not being so married to it that it you know it's this or nothing which if that's the way that you feel that's actually okay if you really just want to run with that you just have to have realistic expectations that that is probably traditional publishing is probably not a great fit for you and you have to have realistic sales goals because hungry authors balance creativity and marketability Right, and that's what a lot of the um, traditional side of of publishing, and you know, really like and hybrids who do it really well too. They bring this sort of expertise, the marketability aspect of it. You've got an idea which probably came from some life experience or your creativity, and that's great and valuable. But hungry authors who want to have a career in publishing, a career in writing, they look to the market as well what do people want what does my audience want you know that is a long-term author career has a balance of both of those and it doesn't mean selling out and it doesn't mean like writing whatever anybody wants to buy from me necessarily um it just can mean taking a little bit of a different spin on your idea you know answering questions that you get asked most regularly that can most help people and looking, balancing your idea and your creativity and what is sort of burning inside of you to write about with what are people asking me to write about? I mean, honestly, this is very similar to a lot of advice that entrepreneurs um, give people, right? When you're trying to come up with a business idea, it's like, okay, you want to start a business about this, but what, what do, what will people actually buy from you? you know, like that's what makes for a good idea and a good business. What do you want to write about combined with what do people actually want to read? Um, And that's what makes, you know, that's a huge piece of the hungry author mindset.
0: Yeah, I know. I think one of our friends, Molly, um, explained it really, really well. She kind of gave this musician's analogy and she said, you know, musicians expect to spend a long time playing gigs and kind of slumming it for a while. They're driving long distances to play a two hour set and getting paid, you know, dirt (laughs) to do it, but they're willing to do that for however long it takes in order to break out. And they know that to some extent, it's just kind of a time game, right? Like if you are truly committed to it, you will probably at some point make the right connections. You're going to have your breakout moment. And sometimes that happens miraculously fast for some authors who get discovered when they're, you know, really young or really early in their career. And sometimes it takes years and years. And that journey happens differently for every musician, right? Mm -hmm. But for some reason, authors seem to have this expectation that I'm going to write my very first book. I'm going to write a book for the first time, even though I've never written 50,000 words consecutively ever before in my life. (laughs) And it's going to be a breakout somehow.
1: Right. Right.
0: And so, hungry authors have the hope and the expectation that they will break out and write a great book, but they know that it might take a while and they're willing to apprentice themselves to the craft of being an author and to the craft of writing. And figuring out the publishing industry so that they are always getting better. And I think that's a big part is that hungry authors we see are committed to this journey long-term and they're committed to making themselves better. Often it's not your first or your second or even your third book. That is the breakout. I think of like Dan Pink. Dan Pink wrote multiple books before he kind of had his breakout book with Drive, there are lots of examples of authors who the same thing happened. They wrote multiple books that did meh not that great, honestly
1: right, right. Sumunk Kid well, is another
0: one. Yeah. Sumunk right. Kid published multiple books that were basically just kind of spiritual memoirs. And then with the Secret Life of Bees," which was published like twelve years, I think it was, after her first book. Mm-hmm. Then she finally hit it out of the park, but all the work that she was doing before that, all the books that maybe she viewed, I don't want to say as a failure, but maybe she viewed them as not as successful as she wanted them to be. She didn't let that stop her. She kept practicing, kept working on it. And then she had her
1: moment. Yep. Yeah, totally. I mean, the happiness project was Gretchen Rubin's third book, you know, her second book, failed. I mean, she got a book deal, which is great, but I've heard her talk about it a couple different times. She'll, she'll, she always laughs and says it didn't find its audience as they say. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. think her first book did okay, but it wasn't the happiness project. You know what I mean? It wasn't like right. a mega, mega multi-year New York times. And you know, of course, like Ryan holiday, he had had success for a while, but his, yeah. he didn't have a book hit the New York times list till, I don't know, like his fifth, sixth, seventh. I mean, well into it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so,
0: yeah. Liz, can you tell us about Brittany and her story as a hungry author? Because I love this story because I think Brittany mm-hmm. just exhibits all of these qualities of hungry authors that we are hoping to encourage all writers listening to this mm-hmm. to embody and embrace.
1: Yeah, Brittany was... um Yeah, she's really special to me and was my first experience with a hungry author, honestly, because I was at a point in my career where I was doing a lot of um, full manuscript ghostwriting. My primary, the primary piece of my business is, is ghostwriting full manuscripts, and I do a lot of book proposals as well. And I work with a lot of entrepreneurs, thought leaders, people with a platform. They might be hungry for it, but they also have the benefit of having a very large platform and um, something that will get them a look no matter what, probably. An idea and all that kind of stuff is really important, but a lot of the people I was working with, like, they were big. They're probably going to get a book deal. So Brittany came to me and she was amazing, but not that. She had, I think, maybe 2,000 Instagram followers at the very most, less than 500 people on her email list, and, you know, she was active on social media. She was doing a lot of stuff, but she was not, quote, big in terms of platform and in terms of the things that that um you know we we think will get you a quick look but so she wanted me to work with her on a book proposal she had an idea I thought the idea was fine but it needed a little bit of like refining and positioning and stuff and um and Brittany was a little bit smaller client than I usually work with and I and I honestly like in hindsight I you know this isn't my my mentality about it wasn't great but But why the story Brittany is so cool is because of how much it actually changed me. But I was um, compelled to take her on because of her gumption, because she was so motivated. I knew she was going to do whatever it took. I knew she was going to do whatever I asked her to do. She would not be deterred by failures and any kind of rejection. And she was just so committed. And so I was like, well, you know, in in my head, I'm thinking she doesn't have a big platform. Her idea is okay, but I don't know if it stand out. So I feel a little bit nervous taking her on because I would feel horrible if we put in all this work and it didn't work out, but I just can't say no. You know, she's just so committed. So we worked for for a few months on her proposal, did a lot of research on the idea, refined it, positioned it, wrote out this whole proposal, wrote out her sample chapters, um, and then worked on a query letter, helped her kind of develop this pitch. And then she went out on her own and started emailing. She had a big list pitched a whole bunch of people i checked in you know every now and then and i i just always felt a little bit worry in the back of my mind like oh i just i love her so much it's going to break my heart if this doesn't work out and within a month she had a literary agent like i just i couldn't even believe it i mean i know like i should (laughs) i should it, but i couldn't believe it and it was just this eye-opening moment to me that was like what i saw in britney you know, her agent, so and her agent is now like she went on to leave that agency and start her own agency and she's got oh, wow. a big you know. And so and then it was, you know, another couple of months and she had um she had a book deal. Brittany had a book deal. Anyway, it was just I was like, this works. Like the mindset that Brittany has works. It's visible to it was visible to um Blythe, her agent. It was visible to you know, the publisher that she ended up signing with, what we did on her proposal worked, you know, which is the exact yeah. thing that you and I teach in a lot of our master classes and, and a lot of it's going to be in our book, like the ideation, the mapping it out, the spending of the time to do the research, make sure it's marketable, make sure, you know, it's got timeless themes, you know, all this makes good on the promise of, you know, the big promise of the book, all the things. And it worked and it just it really changed i was like wow if we you know there are so many writers out there like Brittany, authors who Mm -hmm. have um the right mindset or they are willing to develop the right mindset and they have an idea maybe they've already got a great idea or maybe they've got an idea and it can be great they just need to learn some of the elements that make a great idea but the point is they don't have the platform and they don't have some of the things that get make you quote a shoe-in in in traditional publishing but all they need is a little bit of help and they can get there and it just it made me really excited i still continue to work with you know some some big name people but it gave me a real passion for for helping normal people who don't have huge businesses and platforms but they are hungry authors and they deserve a fair shake, you know, and they might yes. be better suited to write a book than some of these big people with a platform. Because how many times yeah. have we seen, you know, people give out like a six-figure advance to somebody with a big mm-hmm. list and they think it's just going to sell itself and either the author doesn't make a big push for it or they don't spend enough time on the idea and mm-hmm. it doesn't work, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's these These people out there who are willing to do what it takes, who in a few years, like they're going to be successful no matter what, those are the people we should be helping and taking a risk on, you know?
0: Yes, exactly. And we had this conversation with our agent, Don, um, Mm -hmm. and he said, you know, he feels like the platform, he called the platform bubble is going to pop at some point because there's been all of this, this messaging that, oh, you have to have a giant platform in order to make a book successful. You have to have 100,000 followers and 10,000 subscribers on your email list, and you have to have these insanely big numbers. Mm-hmm. But there have been so many examples of authors who have those numbers, and yet they have books that are total flops. Billie Eilish is my favorite example of this.
1: <laughs> <Yes. That's laughs> Not I've to- heard use that example this week. <laughs> It's like, yeah, she's a cautionary tale of like great musician or not. Um, Yes. And
0: we don't mean to rag on Billie Eilish, No, no.
1: but a lot of people went into, a lot of people failed probably in the making of that book.
0: Yes, it's true. It's true. It wasn't just a reflection on her. I'm sure. However, it is a good example of that, how that assumption that millions of followers is going to equal millions of book sales does not hold up. She has millions of followers, and yet she published a book, and it did not sell well. It sold way under their expectations, and I'm sure she got an amazing advance, but I'm also sure that her book isn't going to earn out that advance, which is really scary for publishers. And I think that's something that authors don't realize often is that, yeah, the big name people get those really incredible advances, you know, six figure advances and whatever, but those also are extremely costly to publishers. Mm -hmm. And so even though the actual dollar amount that a publisher might make on those big name books is high, they're not necessarily making the most profit on those books. Publishers are actually going to make more profit on a surprise bestseller that they took a risk on. And that worked out really well. And so our job as hungry authors is to make sure that we can be (laughs) that surprise, you know, that surprise breakout if we go the traditional publishing route. And again, traditional publishing is not the only way, but if you are going that way, it's doing the work, it's doing what you need to do to be that surprised bestseller, even if you don't get a mega advance to do it at the beginning.
1: Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And I love, um, what you say sometimes about editing editors is that like, they have a problem, be their solution.
0: Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Editors want to find, like I said, you know, that diamond in the rough, they want to find the next F Scott Fitzgerald. They want to be Max Perkins, every editor in America. (laughs) That's probably an exaggeration, but I know myself and many other editors want to be Max Perkins in that we find people with great voices Mm -hmm. and who have that amazing potential. And then we can help cultivate them and bring them to the public. We know that, you know, those people, it's going to mean taking some risks that don't pan out, but it's Mm -hmm. also going to mean taking some risks that do. And that's the excitement and that's kind of the thrill of being an editor. (laughs) And so, authors, you know, if you can convince an editor that they're going to have a good time publishing you (laughs) because you're going to do the work, you're going to make it happen. You are going to listen to their feedback. You're going to work your butt off Mm -hmm. and you're going to make yourself a success. As an editor, I can't think of
1: anything better. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like going back to your musicians, like gigging example, you know, it's so important that Editors understand how big of an advocate you're going to be for your own work, and that's just a non-negotiable in in all kinds of publishing these days. Cert- like certainly hybrid publishing, because you're more you have more control, which is a benefit of hybrid publishing. But also, you have you know you're more responsible, I suppose, for getting the word out. But even in traditional publishing, you know, I think some people have this mindset that like, oh, I like if I get a traditional deal. I write the book and then they you know sell it and market it and all that kind of stuff and depending on the size of deal and your publisher like that's to some degree true but in general everybody even traditional publishers want to partner with somebody who will be a partner they will advocate it advocate for the work and it's you know the best way to show them that you'll do that is to have been doing that all along you know have been already out there um, sharing your work making things happen. It's just, you can't rely on, you know, on publishers to do that. You have to, um, you have to advocate for your own work and and get out there and and sell it and yeah, prove to them that you can do that. So,
0: you know, we haven't talked about what making a plan. (laughs) (laughs) That's a really key part of being a hungry author is Mm -hmm. having a plan. Like I know so many authors and I, I work with authors every day who are they're hungry in that they really, really, really want to be an author. They, and they're usually very determined that it must be traditional publishing and they want so badly for this to happen. And yet they don't really have a plan for getting there. And again, they have that expectation that, Oh, I'm just going to write this book. I'm going to write this proposal. And everyone is just going to see my genius and it doesn't work out. And it, breaks my heart. And also I'm like, well, you got to have a plan. Yeah. And that's a lot of what we do every day in our, you know, work lives is helping authors come up with a plan. We talk about book mapping. We talk about proposals. We talk about just having a plan for even pitching and Mm -hmm. having a plan for self-publishing if that's what you want to do. Um, But planning is so important. That's
1: a vital piece of this. Right. Yeah, exactly. There's so much in the publishing journey that is out of your control. But one thing that is in your control is um, all of this foundational work that involves planning. Of course, there's a mindset that we've talked about a lot, but creating a plan for how are you going to structure your book? How are you going to write it? Who are you going to write it to? Yeah, and then when you get further enough down that road, how are you going to publish it? Who are you going to pitch it to? How are you going to sell it? Um, all of that, yeah, is really important. Hungry authors don't wing it. They don't just have an idea that came to them through, you know, the mysterious muse, and they're just going to sit down without any kind of structure or um audience in mind or big promise or chapter outline, and they're just going to hole up in a cabin somewhere and write for three days. That is not how good books are written. It's certainly not how bestsellers are written, despite what, you know, you might've read about in like old timey writerly tales. I promise it's not, it's just not true. Yeah. Hunger authors, they have a plan. And again, there's a lot that's out of your control. There's a lot you can't predict, But you can, we believe anyway, we might be overly optimistic, but we have a lot of evidence to show this is the case. You can be pretty darn sure that you've got a good idea that people want that's gonna sell. You can, you can know that. Whether a traditional ends up taking a risk on you or not, you can know that you can have a good idea, you can write it well, you can write a great book, and you can sell it well. You can all of that is within your control.
0: Yeah. One of our other uh, friends, she said it very well when we explained this idea to her, she talked about that the idea of being a hungry author is moving from desperation to drive. So there are a lot of authors who are desperate, Mm -hmm. who go around, you know, begging literary agents and publishers, please, please publish me. But they haven't kind of done the work on the back end to show that they're a good bet. They're a good risk. And so it's about turning that desperation that, you know, that really, really wanting that you feel into a drive and kind of letting that, letting that hunger motivate you to take actions that are going to result in your goal. Yeah. Liz, do you want to talk a little bit about just what we're building overall, um, community wise and with this podcast, and then we can talk about what, people can expect to come
1: well one of the coolest parts about what we're doing is um we don't really know yet (laughs) and by that i mean that's true (laughs) (laughs) but but what's cool about it is that we want to be led by the people by our hungry authors by the people that we're trying to help you know here's the part where i build up a little bit of clout ariel and i have been doing this for a while We have worked with some really big, really successful people, best-selling authors, really successful agents, big five publishers, all the way down to amazing hybrids and self-publishers and those sort of breakout authors who didn't have a big platform, but ended up doing really well. We've worked with all kinds of different people. We have a lot of experience and we're very into democratizing the publishing industry it's not for the elites it's not for super duper special people with connections it's not for super duper rich people it's not for white people it's for everybody we're trying to build a community of hungry authors who are going to get published and they just need a little bit of help they need some of this insider information that traditionally might seem like it's been reserved for these special people And we want to help you in however we can, Um, and we want to also bring you into our group and introduce you to other hungry authors because writing is solitary and can feel lonely and can feel like, oh, I'm the only one, especially when you feel like no one's reading your stuff or your pitches are getting rejected. We want to introduce you to all the people that we know. That are doing the same thing on this journey together. I mean, you know, let's—we all want everybody hearing this and as a part of our community to write write the book they've been wanting to write, write the five books they've been wanting to write, and do it in community. And when it comes out, have a whole bunch of author friends to celebrate with. So we don't know exactly what it looks like. We have already a number of people who've taken some of our our master classes. Part of part of what we do is we've been um, running some master classes just so just teaching webinars to begin teaching some of what we know we're really interested in hearing other classes you guys would want to hear from us we are also just really interested in what a great community aspect would look like if you want to email us or come over to our social media and give us some feedback on what would be most helpful on your on your authorship journey. What are you struggling with the most? How can we help you the most? That's what we're looking for. So we're going to let this, like the the foundation is we've got this podcast, we've got our website, we've got the classes, and we've got, of course, our book that's going to come out, but that will, won't be for a little bit. That's what we've got now, that's what we're offering, and we um and we would love to build a community around that, and we would love for that to be led by The needs of our listeners and um, and the people we serve. So yeah, you want to talk about what this, like the podcast piece of it? Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: So on this podcast, what you can expect is more Just Us episodes where it's just me and Liz chatting (laughs) together. And we're going to provide you with guidance and tips and advice and kind of that insider perspective on writing and publishing Based on our experience in the industry. Like Liz said, Liz is a ghostwriter. I'm an editor and a writer, and we both have been around the block a time or two in this industry. And so we want to share our perspective on how you can use that hungry author's mindset to get published. We're Mm -hmm. also going to have interviews with some New York Times bestselling authors about their journey in publishing because. Every New York times bestselling author was once a hungry author themselves. And so we want to hear kind of their behind the scenes stories about how they got to where they are. And we're going to talk to some hungry authors who are currently on their journey. Some hungry authors who are still waiting for their breakout moment and they're going to get it. It's going to happen, Mm -hmm. but they're still figuring it out. And we're going to talk to them about what it takes to kind of be on that journey and have that tenacity to stick with it. And we're going to include some publishing professionals who can give you some real life perspective on the business of being an author. So in everything we do, we have an emphasis on the mindset you need to get published and to make your writing dreams come true. That's the key to being a hungry author.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, that's episode one. Um I think we did it. Yeah. Thanks everybody (laughs) for coming in to hear our first episode. We're um, going to drop a bunch more coming up soon um, with with some amazing authors, some names you'll probably recognize. So stick around.
0: Thanks for being part of the Hungry Authors community. If you like this episode, could you do us a huge favor? Head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. We
1: would so appreciate it. You can also follow us on Instagram at Hungry Authors or HungryAuthors.com, our website, to get more information about our masterclasses and upcoming episodes. Remember that you have a story and a message worth publishing. And if you've got the hunger, you can make it happen.